and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dave, and for the first time ever, we're recording at Anvil, uh, where it's Thursday before time in, and I'm joined by a couple of wonderful people, and we're going to talk about the Academy. Um, now, the Academy is kind of for young people, so with that in mind, uh, we usually have quite a sweary podcast. In this event, um, if we do swear, I will be covering it up with noises like this. Jumpin' jellyfish! And so hopefully I won't, but if you do hear that, one of us has messed up. So uh, it should be safe for um, parents and young people to listen to you together if you wanted to learn more. So let's introduce our guests. Um, why don't we start with you, Claire? What do you, what do you, who are you and what do you do? Um, I'm Claire Evans. I don't know what my job title is. I run the player support team at Empire, which covers all the on-field NPCs of which the Academy is part. And you've been on the podcast before, talking about new players and things like that. This is kind of like your wheelhouse is kind of getting old people and young people into LARP, right? Or helping them facilitate getting into the game, right? Yes, helping facilitate. um, I like to think of it as removing sources of anxiety so people can have a good time because LARP is amazing. And I especially think that if I was a kid and I got to go into a field with 2,000 people who were also playing pretend with me, it must be amazing. Yeah. I'm really jealous that I'm not a six-year-old and my parents aren't going to Anvil, basically. Yeah. Ollie, let's uh, let's get you in the conversation. Uh, so, hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Ollie. Uh, I'm the current team lead for the Academy. The um, Chancellor. The, the, the Chancellor, the Provost, the, the, yeah, the heads of the Academy for the moment. Uh, I guess a bit of context about me for my answers. Uh, I was with the Academy about nine years ago as a PE teacher um, and then spent uh, a few more years as one of the egregores and then have come back in this year uh, to look after the academy uh, and and manage the team that we have which is a a team of about 10 to 11 staff members wow I didn't know it was that that many people how many how many young people do you get going to the academy on on an event so usually I look before the event but I will uh, conscious that my boss is next to me (laughs) I will admit that I've not looked at how many children we have this event partly due to fear of how many there might be on a summer event but how many do we normally get um, I would say in terms of young players at Empire there's easily over 100 uh, 150 was uh, my uh, count uh, at the beginning of this year and I only say that because we are officially if you count young players the second smallest nation we are actually larger than the Yorks not all of them come to the academy but yes there are more young players on the field so let's maybe talk about like what is the academy how do people get involved in the academy who is the academy for these sort of things like so in terms of what is the academy the academy is very simply a space in empire for young players um that is uh, staffed by pd crew and it's in purpose is to bring young players into the game uh, in a way that's appropriate mm. for them i guess at its heart so when we were starting empire we talked for quite a long time about having young players at events um, because sometimes it works brilliantly and sometimes it just doesn't yeah so we, we talked for a long time before we made the conscious decision that we wanted young players and we had to talk about how we wanted to incorporate them into the game because we didn't want to we wanted to treat them as young people in our world rather than treat them as forced adults or discount them completely as people right so the academy's role in that was a big part of it because we wanted the academy to be somewhere where they could go and have fun and do things and learn about the game and the world to be a part of the world so as far as we're concerned every citizen in the empire has probably been a member of the academy at one point or another um, because the academy is where you go to 
take your test of arms, where you go to take your citizenship test and things like that. I think that's a key point, which is that the Academy is both an in-character and an out-of-character institution, which at first, for people maybe outside of Empire, might seem strange, that kind of blurring of the two. But it means that young players can be treated as young players and young characters, um, and it brings those two sides together in a way that means we can cater and support both their in-character needs or wants or, or interests and also the out of character yeah so, so my, my interaction with the academy as like just a, a normal adult player coming to the game is like it's really cool seeing kids learn about the world and I think that that ICOC like uh, institution idea is it's, it, you have to have that when you're dealing with young people right but when I'm interacting with a lot of kids at Empire they seem to know more about law and wiki than I do as a player and I think like the academy's part of that to try and hook them into a, a a play that all the adults are involved in as well, and they can progress their way up and then join the rest of rest of us in that game. And I think it's it seems to be very efficient at doing that, right? Uh, the academy is um, is every game you ever played when you were six and seven years old and were making stuff up in the garden, mm-hmm. but the adults are playing with you. Yeah, I'd I'd say that. I mean, it's good to hear that you think it is efficient. It becomes more difficult as you go up the age ranges so uh, for the younger players younger younger players so I'm thinking under 10s or under 12s it's quite easy to uh, engage them in the world um, because they're somewhat isolated from adults and they're less interested in playing with them as you get towards the older uh, children for 12, 13, 14, 15 then become much more interested in playing with adult players and playing with those adult part of the games Uh, and then that's where the challenge comes in finding a way to bridge the gap and get them from the academy where they've been slightly isolated and then bringing them out into the wider world let's talk talk specifically about what should be involved like how young can a person be and what what age they leave and what is that kind of process that they go through from when they join um like two when they effectively graduate and become a citizen so what I want to say first is um, the academy isn't a crash no. you, you can't leave your children here we expect all the children here to be accompanied by their responsible adult mm-hmm. um, I think that's a, a, a massively important point it isn't a crash you have to be involved in this if you are a parent it's not where you can leave your kids and wander off right and then go and enjoy the rest of the game you're still very much going to be responsible um, and, and, and part of that process right I would imagine right but, but we, we we look at it as that you're the guardian of that child in character it is your in character child so coming to the academy with your child is part of your game mm. And then that supervision is scaled. So talking of that um, progression from extremely young up to graduation and engaging with the full game as an 18-year-old, say, uh, the supervision that's required of a 7-year-old, which is almost always and an, an dedicated parental supervision, is very different to that of, of a 14-year-old, which the, the rules, the Empire rules, accept uh, that a 14-year-old is able to be out on the field without, without their direct parental supervision as long as that parent knows where they are uh, and, and they know where their parent are for, for limited periods of time If you go on the wiki page for the academy at the bottom there's um, a series of links which takes you to the different age brackets mm. and what we expect from the parents or guardians of those age brackets That's great. In terms then of what's it look like so uh, yeah uh, like uh, how, kid, old, how old am you know, i when kid, i join like, well it, it honestly depends on the child um which are, it seems like maybe an oversimplistic answer but there are some children that show up when they're like two three and four who honestly are just here to play with some blocks um and for their parents have a space that is uh easy and catered to uh, and provides them a, a place out of the rain um and it's not much more than that um and then as you get up to five six seven 
uh, eight, then more children start to become aware of the fact that this is a game within a game uh, and that there is this world that they can explore. There are these resources that they can sell and these potions that they can make. And that's when we start to bring them into the lessons of the economy. So potion making, arts and crafts, things that are relatively simple and you can enjoy even if you don't understand the world of the empire. So um, do, you, do you have like structured lessons then? Yeah. Like, do you have like leaders that go, oh, okay, I'm going to go and teach them about like sewing I, I, I honestly what what can you give examples of what arts and crafts would look like so yeah last event's probably the best example uh we made a bunch of masks for uh two festivals that were happening one was the festival of flowers in dawn uh, we made some paper flowers and then one was the feast of zoria in varushka so they are at their heart making masks and making flowers which all young children you know enjoy doing and some adults and some there. adults um, <laughs> but those children who are a little bit more mature a little bit more understanding of the world have a way to then bring that in character into the game they understand that they're making this for the virtues and now they understand that squirrels are linked to i honestly don't know what virushkin uh, virtue they're linked to but you you hopefully get my point that it that it provides a way for them to start to get involved in the game yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah you try very hard to theme the crafts at least loosely around whatever is special with that festival so oh. I think they're making butterflies tomorrow night Saturday and I have no idea what those are for uh, I will profess ignorance to that <laughs> uh, it might just be because we like butterflies the other key thing a bit of a, <laughs> bit of a tangent um, but this is one for the parents because it's one that I've spoken with some parents about over the past few months is that is also an attempt to have the parents able to engage in the game in an icy way whilst looking after their children a number of parents have said to me they find it very difficult to role play next to their child um, because they are they are still looking after that child and they don't necessarily need the academy to be a space that provides them role play but a space where they can just exist within the icy world so so making flowers that are linked to a Dornish festival provides them a, an easy way and a, and a welcome way um, to still be part of the world whilst yeah. having some very big OC care responsibilities yeah that's really interesting um, um, so how about like so Six, seven, eight. You're kind of doing these arts and crafts. That they're kind of themed. You're learning about the game. So, what kind of progresses as that goes on? So then you get to nine, ten, uh, or eight, nine, ten, which is when generally the young players start to understand more about the field. They understand the nations. They understand generally that they're playing a character, um, and that's the point at which we start to teach them a little bit more about the game uh, and look to, for them to take their, what we call their test of citizenship which is effectively a sit-down talk uh, with myself or one of the other staff members and it asks them about the empire. It asks them some basic questions about the virtues and the nations and really it's trying to determine and, and confirm that they understand how to exist within a role-playing game and that they can engage with an adult um, as a character and in, a, in an in-character sense. That That's all that it's really meant to be. And what it does is it then gives them access to resources and skills is, so they can... Is this verbal as well? Like, yes. This is a yes. Verbal yeah, yeah, that's yes. very important. Like, uh, I mean, I mean, I'm dyslexic, so uh, I'm sure the people are listening are worried about their kids being dyslexic as well and struggling oh, no, with that sort no. of stuff. So, And I'm looking at a lot of shaking heads and a lot of... <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's 100% verbal and uh, we also have a number of parents. I, I'll put it out there because many of them do come to us to say that. Is that we also have a number of children who have... Uh, particular processing needs um, uh, whether that's ADHD or ADD or, or ways that they find a sit down formal interview quite nerve wracking um, and so we're more than happy to then bring that into it um, and uh, find a way to um, I, I suppose de-stress it um, and make it more of a conversation um, yeah because them. what we want out of it is to have people 
starting to play the game, who enjoy playing the game. We don't want to start it off with a sit-down three-hour exam. I mean, and, we, and a stressful, uh, it, it's a one stressful of the interview. We could talk about this in like a general education terms, though, right? Like, it's like you want to. I speak personally. I'm sure this is right. Everyone else is listening. When you're engaged and you're enjoying what you're doing, learning is easy. It's only hard when you're being forced to or feel like you're being pressured into it, right? So there's some elements to this which is kind of like if you make play of it, then engaging in these things are really, really good. And one of the aspects I like about the uh, idea of the Academy is um, I've, I've gained a lot from RP. And, and giving that like as a tool set to kids and learning how to interact with that in a responsible way sounds great like I wish I genuinely wish that I had uh, like had parents that took me to Empire <laughs> right and took me to uh, took me to the academy I could learn about it um, when did when like so we've done our eight nine ten year olds what I'm really curious about what happens after that because there's there's a really formative years some things are cool some things are not cool like how are you engaging young people at that age, you know? The cadets. Yeah, so, and I feel cadets. like I should, I should say at this point that Claire can actually jump in at any point, but I've realised that I have, I actually have quite a lot um, uh, to say, which I didn't think I would when starting this podcast. Um, <laughs> I was uh, confident you did. So, uh, yeah, do jump in and stop me. if required. So, from 11 upwards, it's really hard, because at that point, young players start to want to engage with the game on their own terms, and there's a little bit of too cool for school um, I don't you know. know if you knew this but uh, I used to be a brownie leader oh <laughs> did you yeah. know no I did not No, I, I used to be a brownie leader so the brownies are 6 to 10 and when they get to sort of 10 you can see that they're getting a bit too cool for brownies yeah <laughs> yeah and that's exactly it so at 11 we've got our cadets which is effectively our young players who have been who have fought a little bit at the academy done some of our fight sessions and we're happy can go out on a, well, on hold a skirmish. On. Let's talk about fight sessions yeah. for young people. What does that involve? Like, talk uh, about like the process. Uh, honestly, not much more complex than we have some PE teachers, uh, and we take them, the children, either out the back of the academy or out in dawn. Often, we have a bunch of weapons available to um, to young players, um, and we just teach them how to fight safely. It isn't It isn't about teaching them how to fight brilliantly um, or being the you know best, um, fastest fighter in the West. It's just about. Can they can they fight safely? And and we run those for pretty much any age. Um, That's you know, as long as you can pick up a sword. Um, that must be um, so amazing. It's, to watch. it's absolutely it's the way to burn all the energy um, out of them on a Saturday morning. Amazing. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So those those that have done that for a little bit, they, they get to join the cadets, which is effectively our, our fighting force, which we started back when I was a PE teacher a while ago. And what that means is we try to put on at least once an event a dedicated adventure for them, um, a dedicated quest, which is accept that they can't battle, they can't go on adult quests, but they can fight some monster crew in an appropriate IC scenario and have a good fight. Um, and it tends to go down well. Yes. Yeah, so the the cadets quest is written sometimes by academy staff sometimes by one of our main plot writing team anybody who has a good idea and, it, and it's tied to something i know they've done tests of honor with the yotan academy haven't yeah they? so that's a classic one uh, uh i very much enjoyed that um where uh, we got to basically do a sports day against the yotan orcs uh we had a load of young 11 year olds uh, against 11 year old orcs um and they had a big fight uh, and then went home and then we did that a few times uh, and, and that, that sounds amazing yeah. that sounds so cool uh, sometimes it's a caravan of merchants that get attacked and you know we need to go save them it, it's your Saturday morning I, I'd see it as your Sunday Saturday morning cartoon um, yeah. you know, adventure uh, yeah. effectively um, and it, that bridges the gap from 11 to 14 
Uh, that's our cadet range, effectively. Um, and all, all we'd ask is that those interested do actually do show up to the academy and just give us an understanding before the adventure itself that they're safe to fight. Because at the end of the day, they're still going to fight monster crew who don't deserve to be, you know. Yeah, the monster crew do know what they're going wild. into. Though. They do. No, and, you're and they, right. They yeah. love it as well. So I don't expect. <laughs> Sorry, they, I love it. Like, they absolutely yeah. love it. Those savages. Those <laughs> absolute savages. Anyway, I was only. I won't talk anymore. Boogers. About the crew, in case they. Uh, oh, I swore that would be an Icarumba, probably. Uh, we'll see, but um, yeah, they uh, they're, they're they're great. Like, um, oh, I want to touch on one thing in case I forget to bring it up. But the orc brief and children is really really cool. How there's a bit. I think there's a bit in there about how nice they are to kids or something. Uh, how nice are kids to orcs? <laughs> the kids tend to be very fascinated about orcs. They they, they, they become very interested by them, um, and uh, the orcs generally. All of the orc players are, are really good with them. Um, we regularly get uh, orcs down for the test of arms on a, on a Friday um, to to yeah fight against. Um, so, is what what is the test of arms? Is to get a definition of that. So, uh, I guess I guess it's a natural um, move on. So, so you've got the cadets, and then at fourteen. So to start with, sixteen plus is the age that people can fight on the battlefield at empire without any test or qualification. When or, we talk you know. about young players, we're talking about 16 yeah. and below. Yeah, okay. and that's probably a useful a useful thing to, to say, that anyone 16 and above, please, you're welcome to come along to the academy, but but you are a full player you know, at an empire. So the test of arms was a way for us to acknowledge the fact that there are young players under 16 who are fully capable of fighting on, on the battlefield. Um, so from 14 upwards, so for those two years, you can take the test of arms, which is effectively a fight test at the back of the academy, uh, often involves fighting against six or seven orcs. Um, and it's just, it's testing that you can fight safely, which you hopefully have learned whilst being at the academy or through parents, or whatever. It's testing that you're not going to panic in a in a mass combat, which is the, the real thing. You know, one-on-one is, is fine, but as a 14-year-old, you are you are smaller usually than, than adults. It's and a so big just, jump to go from yeah. playing in the academy to. Uh, I'm an adult and I can find the battles very intense, right? Like, um, like it's and, and there's no, like, I'm I'm assuming that there are things that you learn as a player to not engage with two things that are intense, right? Like, if you're not in the mood for that that day, then you learn. Oh, I'm probably not going to go for that giant crush, right? Whereas, like, if you're a young player, you might feel compelled to go and do the things, which yeah. might get you in pretty stressful yeah. situations I would yeah. imagine and right? it's also there's an element of when we talked about the test of arms about protecting uh, not protecting but but bearing in mind adult players who are on the battlefield uh, and if I am uh, an adult player in full plate um, and I'm weighing 120 130 kilos with it all on um, then if I if I fall on a twelve year old, uh, it's a very different experience and it's a very different set of consequences than you know, falling on, a, on an adult. So so that's what the test arms is for. Sure. It's not it's not long. It's not meant to be hugely complex. It's can you fight safely, uh, and are you mentally happy uh, in a in a stressful, somewhat stressful <laughs> combat situation? Yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't say like I should caveat that with it's not like it's not stressful all the time. A lot of the time, if you uh, if you can go out there and pretty much mooch for an entire battle if you wanted to, right? Like, uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. There's no need to get in. Those there's battles. no requirement for you to be in intense. I feel moment. that if it wasn't stressful occasionally, we aren't doing them right. Well, I mean, <laughs> depends. Like, I'm kind of non-coming at the moment. I was just like, oh, can I like tag along to a battle and see how I get on? And I was like, no, no, no. I want to RP if I'm going to do it, right? But. um yeah, I think like the the ability level is vast at Empire. Like, um, like I know people that are um, marathon running sword scholars who live and breathe 
understanding techniques on how to fight, right? And this goes all the way to people who, um, like, I, I've got good friends of mine who struggle with their weight, who don't exercise, who eat badly and do all this stuff like this, and this isn't calling anyone out, but, like, there's a place for you in Empire Battles, for sure. Like, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty... Uh, it, it, Although you can get dead is one of the things, but like what you're uh, saying is exactly why we started running the new player skirmish, mm. because it's not just our young players who may have never been in a battle, yeah, and and that's why we run things like our new player skirmish for the adult new players to go to, yeah. So because it's, it's very to, intimidating. It's hard to explain a battle and to be been in a battle, yeah. Because most of us, you know, get to grown-ups without punching people or being hit. Very much so. I've spent <laughs> most of my adult life trying to avoid exactly, that. and um, then all of a sudden. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's like the, um, like, one thing I've realised is, like, it doesn't matter on your ability, and a lot of players look at their ability as the reason why they can fight or can't fight, or do something, and I, this is actually game-wide, actually, this isn't just fighting, but the reality is, like, um, your own mind and your own version of yourself is telling you an awful lot of information, and Empire is pretty open to whatever it is, if you're, like me, having medical problems, or if you're having, um... Uh, confidence problems a lot of this stuff is like go do it and you'll be stunned at how well you'll get on right like uh, like, and I think this is like part of the academy which is why I wanted to record this episode is like my friend's got a six year old and she loves Empire right like she's talking about Empire when Empire isn't on she's talking about when can I, when I can I go next when can I have another knife fight with Uncle Gellert right like and I'm, I know it sounds terrible right but like doing it in a really safe responsible way where it's fun and empowering and teaching someone like you can be more than what you think you are and experience different things and change that mask to enjoy rp right like it's i don't know it's i think it's great what you do basically yeah uh thanks i mean it's it, it, it's very much a collaborative thing so uh a, a we have quite a large staff who are very good at what they do so I'll, it would be remiss of me not to say um, thank you to them for that the academy staff uh, are fantastic uh, across it, the board you know, the, a, a team effort Every event they have to come up with new ideas and new lessons and for those to be fun and relevant, they just do fantastically. It's a job I I could do it for an event and then I'd be out of ideas. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to kind of just dive back into what it looks like to be a young player from like 11 upwards, yeah, yeah. not on the combat side. Yes, um, definitely. I realise that we spoke quite a lot about cadets and the test of arms, and, but, but there's equally the, the difficulty or the challenge of engaging a young player who from 11 upwards is trying to engage with the game but isn't a fighter, doesn't, isn't interested in fighting. Um, and so we're trying to push that more, we're trying to develop that more uh, and, and what that looks like is more complex or uh, more involved lessons about the key institutions of the empire so whether that's uh, a session talking with players about Eternals um, whether that is a visit to the Anvil Hospital um, uh, a trading session uh, which I'm going to take some people around on Sunday to go because we need some resources for some items Um, and uh, Senate Senate, uh, trying to uh, institute uh, a student council, which we had before the, the long dark, um, uh, which was quite involved, uh, and we're looking to bring that back uh, where students can get together. They're given some resources and some money f- from the coffers, and it's up to them what they do with it uh, and that's how awesome. they wish to use it. So whether that's making items for the cadets, whether that's uh, supporting Senate motions, um, uh, it, it very much up to them. I don't know if you were in the academy then, but I once watched the students in the Senate with Harry, John Mead, and they were arguing for and against pocket money. 
No, I don't remember that. Uh, but I can imagine that they all said yes. I would uh, imagine well, resoundingly well, yes to pocket money. Whether sweets should be free. And it, it was absolutely fantastic because obviously they all thought they were. And then they started thinking about the people who sell the sweets. And it was fantastic watching them and watching them go through the thought processes and what should be right and what should be wrong. And in the end, they came down to that you should pay for sweets. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, they're better than most of the adults I would say because <laughs> I think if adults got to vote there would be free sweets and <laughs> sellers uh, yeah. and all of those elements are very much optional as well I think it's, it's important to say for, for parents and young players listening this isn't a you need to show up Friday at 6pm uh, and attend a, a mandated regimented list of lessons um, it's not a school please do show up on the Friday so we can see you we know how many um, young players we have and you know what we're running but then you know pick and choose what, what are your inter- what are your interests and what do you want to do so that you also have space to go and explore the field by yourself um, yeah. you know, if I'm, you're interested in a lesson on Saturday come Saturday morning and then and then I imagine it's a good place for young people to make friends as well right like we're missing like a really obvious part of this which is young people interacting with young people right yeah. like I'm sure it's a really wonderful way to meet a whole bunch of new people that are pretty diverse I would imagine for the uptake that Anvil has you, you see it because I don't spend a great deal of time in the academy during the event I usually drop in to check that nothing's on fire and everybody's okay mm. it hasn't been on fire yet I <laughs> <laughs> should clarify um and you see quite a lot of your students who have graduated come back to visit. Yes, uh, and in fact some of them are now on the staff, uh, <laughs> helping out, um, which is really good to see. The other thing is it's been very noticeable this year watching that develop um, because before the two-year break, all of those young players had their friends. They had the people that they knew, that they show up every event, and we didn't really have to do a lot because they'd show up <laughs> they make their friends they knew what they wanted to do and they'd say please give us this that and the other and then run away and do it but then that stopped and for many of them that was two years of not seeing those people because they don't live nearby on it. In, in fact exactly like us as adults right yeah, so yeah. all these friends you have who you don't see for two years and then event one we got loads of new young players who didn't have those connections and E1 was very noticeable where actually it was a lot of young players stood in corners first day of school you know a little bit unsure um, and, and it required a bit more input but actually then event two came around and it was hello how are you so good to see you again and I expect it will be exactly even more so this event yeah. and so this year it, you can see visibly those connections being uh, if it's anything like uh, and it's like the, the academy probably mirrors the, the, the rest of the game as well right because uh, the, what you're describing there is very much like what I saw around the field right oh, yeah, like, right. yeah, um, yeah of course yeah um, but the bonds that you can build very fast at Empire is is great right like uh, and you have the same thing with um, the academy where you can set up really firm friendships even if they are just for four times a year and that will kids will really enjoy right and really find rewarding you did you came back yes yeah I did yeah I came back I left for a little while and came back um, and then uh, I had one of our young players break my heart uh, when she said oh you abandoned us for three years because um, I went over to the Egregore team Ollie um, you're an easy feel... guy to fall in love with <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> made me feel terribly bad I, I think that's totally valid uh, and you should feel bad about yeah. that um, Anvil is encroaching in on us um, you can hear it getting closer yeah is there anything more that like like is there anything that we've missed that you kind of want to talk about like that we can kind of like you want to just talk about with the the, the uh, academy that we maybe haven't touched on yet I think all what I would say two things uh, one is 
kind of off the back of that, that two year break comment is a lot of what the academy used to be it still is but we're developing and trying to develop and get back into the rhythm of things and they're very much open and welcome ideas um, and, and feedback and thoughts and contributions from parents um, so if you do have whether that's parents or young players ideas um, then, then please email and talk to us um, and, and we can just we can keep building it better and better and get back into that rhythm yeah. um, I like this as an institution though because the idea of like like that's one of the good things about LARPers in general we're very good at adapting and changing and feeding on what's actually happening and making action to make stuff better right like um, I'm sure the academy five years ago six years ago is not as good as it is today right like uh, I always get this improvement of at, at empire that people are generally learning and trying to improve things right yeah, I'd, I'd say they're definitely trying to improve things. I'm not going to comment on whether it's better or not than before because uh, my old chancellor was. Ollie, a, Ollie, if you're in charge, if you're in uh, charge, hey. And, and the the uh, wit what ex chancellor? Like the where? second thing that I would say uh, <laughs> is a message for the uh, players not in the academy, so the characters outside of the academy, which is to, to please engage with us and engage with the characters here, the young players here, and the adults here. We are an icy institution. We have money. We have funds. We have interests and agendas. You have money. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that always gets. But, but the more that you engage with us, the better it is for us. But it's also the better it is for for yes, uh, adult the, characters. The academy as well. exists as part of the world, not as a, a bubble attached to it. I think I that would be my spiel. Over. I should I should think about this when it comes to Jarmish relations as their ambassador, uh, as the ambassador to Jarm. Do they fun. know about Jarm? Uh, probably not. Wor- probably not a good idea to talk to kids <laughs> yes. about Jarm, but. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Hey, give me a couple of years and I'll yeah. uh, sort it out. Um, but you, you've had people run lectures and things like that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So we've had we've had players come in and, and run lessons, or we've had archmages come in and talk about Eternals, um, and that's something that you know, is is always good to see, and, and we're happy to support because it makes our lives. Do you know what? Let me. Yeah, I'll think about it. But I, I think I would really like to do something on diplomacy with them. It would be really fun. Yeah. Come over hypothetical, right, and play around with it, and being yeah. like, "Is this?" Because basically, my whole thing as an ambassador is things seem simple. Oh, actually, it it's way more, more complicated, <laughs> right? Like, and that's pretty much my job as ambassador to try and explain the complicated to people. So, yeah, interesting. Claire, yeah. Claire, Claire. Claire let's see I, I was going to say, I remember the delight on the previous chancellor's face when somebody came in and off to teach lock picking classes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Oh, I'd totally take that. <laughs> I would that's absolutely. Really, Let me know when really that's happening because I'm up for it. That, that had, I also liked the notice board outside <coughs> one day, which had um, a class on poisons at two o'clock and a class with the magistrates at three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah, we usually. Um, first of all, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me about the academy. Um, it's been something that's, like I said earlier, I've wanted to talk about for a long time, and it's such a like, as a player, it's so wonderful seeing kids engage with the game and kind of, like, learn really valuable life skills from, um, that I just think it's, like, you're doing great work. Um, is there anything, is, we usually do for end things with a call and response, so for Navarre, it would be, like, Strength of the Empire, Strength of Navarre. Is there, is there, like, a is there a academy version of that that's put you on the spot that has put me on the spot and I feel like if my staff were here they'd be yelling at me because they'd know what it was um, but I'll be honest uh, like, I, I, I don't um, so I might have to I might have to come back to you on that one I think if you haven't got one you need one by the end of the weekend so, so there is the tagline on our old shirts uh, which is that uh, heroes are not born uh, they're forged in the fires of anvil um, I think that would do yeah. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, thank you to our patrons, um, and we'll do this all again soon with some random topic that I happen to pick. Bye bye.